Thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, it's actually part two of our two-part conversation with Caleb Allman with Allman Landscapes, LLC. Caleb's a good friend of mine, and he's a wealth of knowledge. I always enjoy speaking to him. We went for almost an hour talking, so I split it up into two episodes. If you didn't check out Tuesday's episode, that's the part one of this. Uh, and this this episode here, we're wrapping up our conversation where we really unpack the whole staffing, uh, employees, and you know, building a team, r- retaining the team, and so on. So I know you'll definitely get a lot out of this episode, so I hope you enjoy. Um, but you know, I think I think the biggest part of it just comes to like being systematized, and there's there's never not going to be the challenge of you know finding finding guys that can run a weed weed eater you know a string trimmer well and not scalp the heck out of the place, and it's it's tough, man. There's there's no no magic bullet, but I think ultimately it comes down to like you know the the owner operator manager or whatever being someone that someone the being someone they would want to work for themselves you know, paying a fair and, and competitive wage for, for the industry and, and above if you can and offering, you know, those incentives of like, you know, we've got 40, 40 properties a week to do. If, you know, we hit those, you know, generally it takes us, you know, 38 hours to do that. You know, any week that we can hit 35 or 30 and, you know, and you got to figure out a metric of not having callbacks, but it's like, you know, I'll put an extra hundred bucks on your check every week we hit production at 30 hours or whatever, you know, you, you name it and you figure out, you know, how to, how to, you know, make that more efficient or even just, just anything you can do to entice people to, to put in that extra effort. Um, Amazon has like the Amazon warehouses are a crazy thing. They've got uh, a, a kid I knew worked in one of those Amazon warehouses and he mm-hmm. said that they'll have things like power hour. And it's like, it's this, it's this time frame of like who moves the most packages or something crazy in the warehouse and they win a prize or, and it's like, yes. I'm like, well, this is like seriously. He's like, no, there's like a $7 gift card or something. He's like, and people are in there killing themselves to hit, to hit, to, to win this game. Yeah. I, 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 I used to work there. Yeah. I worked there. Maybe um, it was you, Naylor. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was you telling me that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But I remember when I first, my first year transitioning out of retail management into lawn care and, I didn't really have anything saved up for the winter or whatever. I was just trying to figure it all out. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? You know, it's not too, too much going on here in central Virginia over the winter, as far as, you know, maintenance, um, if we get a lot of snow, maybe you can get into that, but that's not predictable over here either. So I, I had just had to find like another job and Amazon's always hiring, right? UPS, like all these type of companies around the holidays are always like jam packed. So they're looking for seasonal people. So I, I briefly for the, the whole like winter holiday season worked at one of the Amazon fulfillment centers. We have two of them in the general area. So, so it's a good opportunity if you're looking for some work, but man, it is kind of like slave labor a little bit. Warehouse work is crazy, <laughs> but they, they, they definitely did their best with like trying to make it fun and exciting. Like you said, to that point, and they had like this shop when you first walk in, it, it kind of, you felt like you're like Dave and Buster's or Chuck E. Cheese or something. They had this massive like glass case of like all kinds of cool, you know, Amazon like goodies, like all this swag, like, you know, and all the things that you could bring to work. Cause like you couldn't bring... You could bring your own bottles, like 
to fill up with water while you were there because they would definitely want people to stay hydrated. That was one of the number one things, you know, for injuries, people throwing their back out or passing out because they weren't drinking enough and so on. Hmm. But it had to be like see-through because everything was super high security. They didn't want people because, I mean, it's Amazon. They have everything and anything in that warehouse. So theft is a huge deal. So there's cameras everywhere and security everywhere and metal detectors coming in and out. So, that, you know, that, so so you could bring in a clear bag. Uh, you can bring in, you know, a clear water bottle, all that stuff. But uh, on your own. But Amazon had all that stuff available, like with the Amazon logos and orange and clear and all that. And they just had it all there. And, and you would earn points or Amazon bucks or whatever. And you would accumulate this stuff whenever you won challenges or you did a good job and, a, you know, a manager came by or a supervisor came by and said, hey, you're doing a great job today. Awesome. And gives you, you know, some Amazon bucks. And it's so crazy that it would get you actually excited to, like, get some Amazon <laughs> gear that you would only use at work. It's like this weird, like, you know, the Kool-Aid they're dumping down your mouth as soon as you get in there and you're just, like, brainwashed into the Amazon land. But, but yeah. It's, it's, don't they call it they call it Stockholm Syndrome, I think? <laughs> where you know someone kidnapped begins to feel sorry for their kidnappers. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's crazy, but they they definitely. I mean, you know, I wouldn't. I don't know if that really helps their retention or not because they definitely go right. through some people just for the for the the nature of the business. But um, it, it, it's definitely a unique perspective, and, and and it makes it fun while you're there for sure. Um, yeah, so something like that is what I'm getting at. You yeah, know, just, just figuring out something, and, and you don't want that reputation of like. Like you said, ultimately you don't have anything like super fun to say of, of Amazon, let's say, but like, you, you know, you, at least as, as far as I go with my company, like I want to try to make it to where it's like, it didn't suck working. There. You know, it's kind of what I'm <laughs> right. It, right. Business, it might not have right? been the thing for them, but you know, it, it, it was a good job type deal. Yeah. yeah. I had yeah. a good time, learned some stuff, <laughs> met some cool dudes, like, you know, ran some nice equipment, you know, our equipment's not junk anymore. Like ran some nice stuff. It, it was a decent time. Right? And the biggest thing too to look for there is like a referral to it. They wouldn't mind referring to their friends or someone else to work there. Yeah. That's huge. Right. So if you guys that work for you aren't willing to say like, yeah, I don't know bad work for you. You know, you ought, you ought to talk to them and they're referring their friends to come work. You're like, Hey, I got a buddy, you know, would love to come work here. And it's like, you're doing something right. Right. There. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you're having trouble with that, and they're not willing to to be. They're not willing to say like, yeah, I, I, you know, I work at Clean Cut, and they're they're a good organization. You know, like that's that. You know, that's what you want to be striving for, right? Is that yeah. is that? So figure out how to make your your work experience like that for sure. Yeah. So speaking of that, <clears throat> so I have one, one employee that I've had for, for three years now, this is the third season. So that's pretty exciting for me that, you know, like sure. my, my little old lawn care business, that's all on my own. And I mean, I've worked in retail management for over 15 years and managed hundreds and hundreds of employees and all that. And some have been there forever, but you know, that's like a, a totally different thing. Someone else's company, like whatever you got the seniors out there that have seemed like they've been there for their whole life or whatever, your little, right. little, little department people, supervisors or whatever. But you know, this, this is, this is different. It's personal. It's, it's my, my business and all that. And, you know, I feel like also in this industry, people come and go a lot, which they have for me too, but I've had one, one staple, uh, um, employee and, and it's, 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 it's kind of cool to have someone for three years and really kind of knows the ins and outs. And just to, to your point, he's had a lot of people asking him, you know, if I'm hiring and all that, and he's referred some people or said, Hey, you know, if this person applies, I, I'm not recommending them. I'm not saying they're bad, but I'm just not putting my name on it. They're just, they just know me and they're trying to throw my name out there or whatever. But so it's, it's a cool, 
cool dialogue that that we have, you know, he and I um, about employees and and friends that he that he has and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's I've heard from big companies um, that that's kind of where where they find their best employees are from their best employees, like referrals yeah. from their best employees. So have you had that experience too at all in the past? Yeah, we have, and that's 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 a flattering thing. Like you know, like you're saying, that's a it's a great thing to have that experience and. I mean, when we've got guys that, you know, some, you know, especially back in the day, we've had some some dudes work for you because that's something I never want to portray as like us thinking we have it figured out and it worked perfect and all that. We still have our problems. We have guys that work for us that that think we stink and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> you know I mean? like we're not perfect. We right. don't have it totally figured out. But, you know, we've had four, you know, two guys work for us for 10 years plus now and two guys, one guy's been with me for the whole time for 20 years now. Wow. And another guy came back to work for us after moving out West, you know, he worked for us for a few years and then moved out West for a different job and then came back and, and started working for us again. So like we, we, I don't know what we're doing right exactly, but I guess we don't suck to work for at least, which is cool. And so you know, it's, it's uh, well, actually, yeah, Keith brought Travis on board, and that was a good hire. That was cool. And uh, where we find most of our people at when we're looking just for, in, you know, help in the interim, um, you know, we're just like, hey, we got a, a crazy month. We need, you know, some. we just need an extra hand for a month or so or whatever, like just to make sure we crush a big project or whatever. We find good people through good people we know. Right. And that's been our biggest thing. Right. Like it's always going to be in your personal network. Right. Like generally your good, your good clients refer other good clients. Right. They're friends that aren't, you know, total idiots. (laughs) Right. Although that happens. Right. Of course. Right. But, um, you know, we, we, we really have. So like folks I know through church or through other professional organizations and things like that. So just good people generally come through good people, especially if it's going to be a recommendation like that. And they're going to, and they'll tell you too, they're like, like, hey, you know, Bobby Johnson here needs a job. Um, he, you know, he's trying to figure some things out, you know, whatever. As soon as I start hearing stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, you know, maybe that's going to be a good fit for us. Because, you know, you just, you know, you got to listen to that kind of language, right? But like, like, no, like, you know, you know, Bobby Jackson, he, you know, he's a, he's a, he's in a Boy Scouts. He, you know, is in some extracurricular stuff after school, like, you know, you know, those kind of like traits or, you know, some, you know, or a lot of times things we're looking for, you know, in, you know, in just even in temporary help or, you know, even long term stuff. But the main thing we look for is just people are going to be honest. They're going to tell us that they back a skid steer loader into the house. Uh, they're going to tell us that they smash trailer fenders. Well, all we want is honesty. If you haven't registered for the GIE Plus Expo 2021, then you can still save 50% off your registration with code VIPLCR. Again, just go ahead and enter in VIPLCR in the coupon code section, or you can click the link in the show notes of this podcast on the app that you're listening to. There's a link you click on it for the GIE Plus Expo registration, and you get 50% off. Well, all we want is honesty, and and we can train people to do you know, what the task at hand, right? Like that, that's not so much an issue, but we want honest people that we would trust with our wallets or with company credit cards, which is the same thing, by the way. Right. Um, you know, cause all of our guys have company credit cards, which I say, well, I take that back. All of our guys our four key guys, uh, Keith Bode, Travis and John all have company credit cards. So they can pick up, they're authorized to pick up things 
tool if they need a tool or they are they're out and they see a tool on sale or something they need they're authorized up to 500 bucks you don't even need to call me you know go ahead and pick up what you need um you know so it saves me a trip to the store which i'm all about like i you know trying to always save my own time so it's like if you're out this weekend and you guys know you need xyz for the company go ahead and just pick it up and you know whatever like and they're, they're generally cool. They don't, you know, they're generally happy to do that. They, they feel empowered in the company and they're like, you know, they're trusted with a, a line of credit in the company to, to purchase things as needed and, and all that. And so it's like, you know, also like we, tr- so, I mean, and just, just so many little things that I think probably our guys take for granted at this point, but like, if we have power, you know, two cycle equipment, that is like that you've got to pull on that daggone thing more than two or three times, four times to get it to start throw that thing in the trash, get rid of it, <laughs> go buy another one, like yeah. leaf blowers or whatever. If you've got to fight with equipment to get it to run. And, and this, this is part of a company that's, you know, I, I walked this back a little bit. Like when we were starting out, no, we, we would wrestle with machines. We, you know, we elbow drop stuff to get it to start. You know, whatever the heck we had to do, <laughs> right? Like we go WWE on that. Yeah. Like whatever, you know, that's just part of the, you know, the come up, but you know, the past five or six years or more, I don't even know when you're, you know, <laughs> We, we don't want to pay guys to just be yanking on pull starters, right? And so it's cheaper to get another $200 piece of stick equipment than it is to pay guys to fight with a machine 10 times a day. And so that also, you know, like good quality equipment is a, is another, you know, the selling point for your company of like, especially in the hardscape world, but we're doing like we invest, we have invested, I mean, God, a couple hundred thousand dollars in, in good machinery right like buggies to make it easier to not you know powered wheel, you know gas powered wheelbarrows essentially uh you know mini excavators skid steer mini skid steer loaders all the suction tools and things you can think of to to lift pavers to save back you know you save your back like you know we're, we're trying to do stuff like that that makes it again not a, a place that doesn't suck to work yeah but you know if, if you're not there yet as a young company or startup you you've got to sell that vision and i've always been big on that for my whole 20-year career now of like Hey guys, like, yeah, it's, I, it's like rough right now. I know like, but you know, in the next quarter, you know, if, if, if things go okay and we hit this up, dude, I'm buying all new power equipment. I'm buying, you know, we're getting a new trailer, uh, in June, the trucks are going to upgrade probably not this year, but next year. So we'll actually have air conditioning in the truck next year. Like that, you, whatever benchmark you're at, you're, you've got to always be selling that to your, to yourself and to your people to inspire them and, and encourage them to stay on board. And it's like, dude, if you stick on with me through this year, I want to start a second crew. And if you want to, I would make you a crew lead and that'll come with a couple dollars an hour extra or salary, whatever, like just always selling and casting that vision. It's something I was always real big on with my guys and a few of the guys over the 20 years stuck with it. And, you know, others were in and out that's okay. But you know, they, they were always people that, that I still have contact with. And they saw that, you know, I just wasn't feeding them a line of crap. We're going somewhere. Sometimes it was slower than we wanted to. Yeah. But we're always trying to just cast that vision of like, you know, at some point we're going to have, and then one thing we don't offer right now is like a 401k, which is uh, going to be on the goal for books for next year of like, you know, we pay really well, I believe for, you know, what we're doing, but you know, we're, we're going to be working on offering other benefits, health and, you know, retirement, hopefully starting next year. And that's a big deal. People, you know, as you get older in your career and you want to hire uh, higher quality managers and stuff like that, those folks are going to be looking for that kind of opportunity. And if your competitors aren't and you're offering that kind of stuff, it's going to be another leg up. And just looking for for values like that that you can add to your folks is is a big deal to, to retention. That's a huge, 
huge deal to retention, especially if you can figure out the healthcare thing. If you can figure out the healthcare thing, man, I'm telling you, that would set you apart so hardcore. Yeah, if you offered nothing else other than healthcare, yeah, you, I bet you that would set you apart so much. It would, it, you would be amazed at the uh, the, the uh, resumes it would bring your way. Yeah. For sure. And so just to um, focus a little bit more on, on that, um, so you, you, I mean, you kind of alluded to a lot of different things, but I wanted to really, yeah, I was all over the place. no, 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 that's good. That's <laughs> all good. I, I just, just, I get like fired up. Yeah. I'm, and you, I'm fired up too. And everyone listening should be fired up. But, uh, so you made a lot of great points and to go back to, so you, you know, you have two, two employees for 10 years, right. And one for 20. Um, what, what are some of the things that you think, um, I mean, just, I feel like you said bits and pieces of that throughout what you were saying, but what are some of these, some of the things that you'd have intentionally done and maybe some things that you think, you know, may have contributed to these guys staying that long to help with employee retention, because that, that's some serious employee retention. I know a few folks also like Pete Denny with GCI turf. I think he's got a guy that's been with him still for like 20 years or something. The first guy he ever hired or something crazy like that. I'm like, what? And he's got some really cool retention ideas too. Um, uh, like employee retention ideas in his company. So what, what are some things that, that have worked and that you intentionally have put in place and things that maybe are just all contributing to those guys still sticking around. Hey guys, Mr. Producer, and I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the LCR Media Podcast merch shop. If you're looking for a way to support the show and share it with others who might also enjoy it, then check out our LCR Media Podcast exclusive merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, even an insulated water bottle for when you need to take a sip of water. I think I'll leave that one right there. Anyway, just click on the link in the episode description to see the products. Make sure to tag us on Instagram at LCR Media if you do snag some swag. And we sincerely appreciate you listening to and supporting the show by picking up some gear. Thank you, my friends. There's what I think it is, and then there's what it really is. And maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know, and there's maybe you know, a gray or, or a commonality between the two things. I don't know, but... What I, what I think ultimately, this is what I think it ultimately boils down to, is we've always paid just a little more at least than everybody else. And nowadays, I believe we're paying more than, fairly well more than everybody else. But the other, the, but the bigger part of it is, I, I think it's we're easy to work for, and we're, we're accommodating, and we're understanding. I don't tolerate guys being late. That's just something we don't tolerate. Like, it's just not acceptable because once you start, once you go down that road of like one guy's consistently 10 minutes late and you don't bust their butt on it and, and nicely, I mean, you know, again, right. it's going to be somebody you'd want to work for, right? You've got to remember that. Like, you know, this, the, the, the business is your baby. It's not theirs. And you don't love their kids. Like you love your own kids. Like right. you've got to, you know, you've always got to keep that, that level of reality in your head and that, that understanding and that, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the introspection. Right. But like, we've always been easy to work for. So it's like, and it's, it's a little easier again, like you mentioned in, in construction, because it's like, you know, the project's always going to be there. The grass has got to get cut, you know, one way or another, but we've always been flexible. And so if somebody's like, Hey man, I got, a, you know, I got a doctor appointment or, Hey, I, I need off early cause whatever, or, you know, and we need this all ahead of time, by the way, it's not like day of, that's not, that's not acceptable either. But, we've just, I think always just been easy to work for. And we don't go, if guys break stuff, which we break so much stuff every year, it's insane. 
um, which is something I realized early on in my career was like, I realized I knew how much stuff I would break or I'd bump something with a mower. I just, I knew how much stuff I did in a week, you know, just silly little things, silly mistakes. And so I knew every person I hired from there on, but that was going to be a multiple of that. Right. And right. so I always accepted that really early on. Yeah. And, and so we, again, I just, I just try to be really, you know, don't be a doormat as an employer either. But, you know, try to be understanding and reasonable to work with. I think it's probably ultimately what it comes down to is we pay well and we're just we're we're understanding and accommodating for work. Um, and our guys will still tell you, you know, there's there's things we're unnecessarily sticklers on. And sometimes we're not understanding where it's like, like, why did this happen exactly again? Or like, why isn't this completed? You know, I really thought we'd be a little further ahead. You know, I still got my things where they probably think I'm being a big time jerk. But you know, overall, we're still, um, I think really just come down to we're flexible with time as much as we can be. And, um, and, you know, we, we pay, we pay decent. I think pay is a huge thing. A lot of folks really expect the world from people and they're, they're paying barely anything you could survive on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And pay is a big deal. It's not everything because culture I mean, I know people that were making six figures at their jobs and hated their job. I know guys making fantastic money, hated their job and quit and went to a lower paying job with less responsibility or less, not even the responsibility, less stress from, you know, over overbearing, uh, you know, managers above them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the culture is huge. Yeah. Paying culture is a big deal. I, I think that's probably where we're at. I think that's our deal. I like to think it's like, well, because we're so cool, we do such great work, and we do nice stuff. We have nice things, you know, nice equipment to work with. That's part of that's all part of the company culture. I think, it is. It, it boils yeah. down to, to we're flexible with time. Because what what I want the guys to feel like, and this was a cool saying I heard the other day. And I can't remember who to give credit for it, but it was like, train your guys well enough that they could quit, but treat them well enough they won't want to leave. Yeah. Nice. And so, like, that's the big thing, because you got to train your people. And then, you know, the, the, the cliche, well, what if I train my people and they leave? Well, in college, my, my professor, Dick Handley, was was always saying, like, well, what if you tra- what if you don't train your people and they stay? Right. And and so, you know, th- those are the things you always got to balance of, like, trying to build your people up to be the best that they can and the best that they want to be, by the way. And the best that they want to be is always going to is going to dictate what they make in their lives and careers and all that too. But it might like, be different than you what you want them to, to be. It might be different than what you want them to be too. Right. You got to focus on that. Like don't force you them to do nail what they that's want. A, that, <laughs> dude, that's yeah. a fantastic point. Cause we, we were pushing some of our guys to get better, you know, to really learn concrete and get better at pouring and pouring concrete, fishing concrete and to, you know, to go down some other avenues of the business. And, and they just weren't, we're, we were trying to jam a square. We realized we're trying to jam a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. And uh, we started realizing that. And so we started to back off that a little bit because you can, you you know, the, the saying around here that's getting popular is you lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. Right. And then you just shoot them if they don't drink. Anything. That's, <laughs> right. that's going to be our joke now. But like, <laughs> you, you then, know, but, but then you need another horse, you know, it's like, great. Yeah, I, I have to go down exactly this road it. again. So totally. Naylor, yeah. That's totally it. So like, don't shoot the horse and doesn't drink the water Offer it a different trough. Right. Right. And so nice. like, that's what we, that's one of the things we learned just even in the past two or three years, we were beginning to kind of shoehorn our guys into a certain direction. The company was going and it wasn't going, it, we were getting resistance and pushback on it. And it's like, all right, well then let's, let's work with that mentality. So we got the people here already. Let's figure out what is working and we'll, we'll maybe go down that avenue. 
So that's kind of one of the things we did there. So good point. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are all good points that, that, that you shared for sure. Um, and I think, uh, well, just to back, back up on another thing you were talking about, I know my retail management days anyway, I've definitely heard a lot about like the number. I always ask people this, like, what's the number one reason why, why employees leave or why people quit, you know? And usually people say, oh, I don't know, or they kind of mumble stuff or they just say pay or money. And I'm like, no, nope, that's the number two reason. The number one reason is they can't stand working there. They can't stand their boss or the overall work environment, right. which is all ultimately the boss, right? Even if the boss is nice, but they're not controlling the work environment of the people around them, then it's still ultimately the leadership's fault, the boss's fault. Um, but a lot of times it is literally the boss, like making everyone miserable specifically, so either way, it comes down to yeah. the work environment, the, the management and so on, just being so miserable that to your point, they, they would rather go somewhere and be happy, but make less money versus getting yeah. paid well and being miserable and stressed out. So, I mean, I definitely have had my experiences of that, too, throughout retail and being stuck with horrible bosses and bad situations. And I'm like, man, oh, gosh, you know, it's, it's awful. I'd rather be in a different situation making less. So. I can definitely see that for sure. Yeah, for sure. You're, you're dead on. And we've all, you know, we've all, you know, been there. Even, even if we've got clients we've worked for where it's like, oh, these people suck. They're <laughs> always complaining. I'm not charging enough for this. And, but then you've got like sweet old grandma Crabtree that, you know, it's just a pleasure to work for. Yeah, we're not charging what we should, but. You know, she's at least nice and brings us out, you know, lemonade and cookies every time and gets us on our way and, you know, says nice things about us and refers us like that's a different. I mean, that's a similar thing. You're working for old old grandma Crabtree, but she's at least decent to work for. She may <laughs> right. not be paying us the most, but she's at least decent to, pay, to work for. Right. And so it's that same kind of, you know, mentality from, you know, from that standpoint, I suppose. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're getting close on time here, so I want to be respectful. Yeah, we smoked um, that. Holy cow. Yeah, this, man, uh, this, uh, you know, thanks for joining me on the early morning podcast. <laughs> early morning. <laughs> yeah. What's the story on that? What What is the bat, know, the bat dad voice all about? <laughs> I didn't even realize it was like the bat dad thing. And then I started seeing that on YouTube a, couple, I don't know, a year or two ago. <laughs> it was a thing I was doing to make fun of uh, Bobcat Skidsteer Skidsteer Mars, Skidsteer Loaders. Because uh, their ads were like, and I love, we own Bobcat stuff. I love Bobcat <laughs> stuff. But like their ads were horrible. And I just like, it'd be like this, like 10,000 pound skid steer hauling, like the, the ad would be like a 10,000 pound skid steer, like a monster machine. And it would have like a 100 pound boulder and it'd be like, do more with your machine. And, and so it's like, the, it was a caption, right? <laughs> yeah. on the ad. So it's just always like, do more with this machine, like carrying this. 100 pound boulder and you know so that's just that voice that just developed so, you know you know like those yeah. TV movie ads where it's like right. he thought his children were gone yeah exactly you know, you know that kind of stuff right yeah so i just put that in the vodka ad i always thought that was funny and then like it caught on like people thought that was funny i guess uh, i don't know but oh, I, I was just always making fun of bobcat and they're horrible good machines horrible ads yeah <laughs> so sorry about the ad department yeah that. well, well i mean that's I that, that that's just funny right there that tells you how you know you you could have a good machine or a good company but you know if, if you're if you're not selling it well or, you know, you're not doing your part to kind of fulfill the whole picture, then, yeah, you know, there's nothing but jokes, I guess. You know? Yeah, it, I found yeah. on them hard, but uh, yeah, I still, I still got love for Bobcat because I love those machines. We own, like I said, we own Bobcat stuff, so yeah. it's uh, nothing nothing personal there, Bobcat. Yeah, for sure, Bobcat. So, I mean, you know, don't, don't, uh, you know, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk later. Don't, don't rule us out for sponsorships down the road, right? <laughs> yeah, right, really. Yeah. Um, so where, where can every, what do you got going on social 
media wise, where can people find you? I know you got your podcast now, Kid Contractor Podcast with Mr. Producer. So you're part of the ecosystem. Awesome job there. I, I love your intro. It's killer. Like I can't wait for, you know, we can do little teasers here. I can't wait for the JE um, Expo this year where, oh, yeah. yeah, we got our little live panel event, little podcast live, little teaser there with Caleb Allman and Paul Jameson and myself going to be doing some live podcasting similar to the YouTube live panel, but it'll be a podcast live panel and I'm going to play everyone's intro before we start our little segments of the podcast. So that's going to be sweet. Your, your intro gets me pumped. So what? Yeah, what, dude, I love that thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I had another, yeah, I had a song for that picked out by the Randy Rodman band that I, that I wanted to use, but probably couldn't get the rights to. And I put that over to Mr. Producer, like, this is the sound I'm going for. You know, that kind of, you know, just like, uh, well, when we ran into it in Waco, Texas, there, I was like, it's just that gritty red dirt band, uh, you know, you know, bar, you know, just bar band getting ready to fire up for the night. And like, it's just, I love that gritty sound. So yeah, yeah Mr. Producer nailed that for me. I'm so pleased with that. So thank you. For sure. Yeah. So what else do you have going on? You have the Kid Contractor oh, Podcast yeah. and. Yeah. So Kid Contractor Podcast, uh, we're, Instagram is my main jam. Um, spend uh, a lot of my life on Instagram. So at Almond Landscape, A-U-M-A-N, Almond Landscape on uh, that. Snapchat, TikTok. Um, youtube our youtube channel at almond landscape all that stuff so if it if it's social media platform we, we've got a handle there so at almond landscape that's our brand awesome thanks, dude Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show today, bright and early. And, uh, I'm ready to, I'm ready and fired up to, to hit the day hard, even though it's Didn't pouring too, rain, <laughs> but there's a yeah, lot of other say, things yeah. I can do. Oh, <laughs> well, there's so. never nothing to do, Naylor. You know that. Buddy. Yeah, exactly. Well, you have a great rest of your day and I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.